0: I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to your back to the show. Thank you so, so much for clicking on today's episode. This one is an extra special one because it's actually a crossover with Veronica Julia from Martinis and Bikinis. If you guys have been following me on Instagram or Veronica on Instagram, you would know that we are actually hosting, co-hosting, a live podcast event which we talk about in this episode so if you're in the dc maryland virginia annapolis anywhere kind of in like the dmv area mark your calendar for april 5th which is next wednesday we're hosting a live podcast event And we give you all the details that you need to know in this episode. But we also give you kind of the 411 on podcasting. Veronica recently started her podcast. She dives deep into her whole podcasting process. I dive deep into my podcasting process. We kind of interview each other. And it's just a really cool like back and forth type episode that I think you guys are really, really going to love. I just finished editing this episode and I love, love, love how it turned out. Veronica is so fun to chat with. And we just have like a really good flow. So I'm super pumped for the event um, in April, but I'm even more excited to roll today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode with Veronica from Martinis and Bikinis.
1: Well, hello Lily.
0: Hey, Veronica. How are
1: you? I'm good. It's so funny because we have talked like digitally so many times. So many times. But we finally met in person today. Yeah, I
0: know it's crazy. And we have an event coming up which is really exciting.
1: I'm so excited. And you really are the perfect co-host Thank because you. I think that you are such an inspiration to me in the podcasting world. And as somebody that just started this in December, I am still learning and figuring out so many things. So I'm so happy to have you by my side. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and even like when we walked upstairs, I was telling Veronica, like her setup is super different than how I do podcasting. So I think our listeners are going to get such a cool insight into two separate versions of how to podcast. Just even from the way that we talk and and like you said, with the event coming up and stuff, it's just, it's like perfect timing for this episode and perfect timing for the event. And Absolutely. Lots of cool stuff going on today.
1: Yeah. So our event is Wednesday, April 5th from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you're a DMV resident, you better be there. And it's going to be at El Rey in Boston Exchange. So it's in Arlington, Virginia. And we have so many fun sponsors, guys. We have Hornitos Tequila. They're going to be handing out tequila shots on a Wednesday to everybody that walks in. And we have some fun, exciting things planned. And I think it's going to be a great time. They're going to give margs out and chips and guac or just little small bites, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good time. Furnish is also supplying some really fun, comfy sofas and chairs for us to just sit and chat on. It's Spring Fling, your guide to a fresh outlook on dating.
0: So we're sharing all kinds of stories and tips and tricks and basically on how to elevate your dating life for the spring. I know I have um, some interesting perspectives to share, so I'm super <laughs> pumped for the event. I don't know about you, Veronica, but I know I've got some stories for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a reason why we can't record it publicly, <laughs> because I have some really fucking crazy dating stories, and I don't think the general public needs to hear about it, but whoever comes, you know, I'm willing to, like, dish out the D, the Absolutely, The, T. <laughs> the D. <laughs>
0: That's the type of event this is going to be, guys. So anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be super fun. So you can RSVP using the link in the show notes. And we're going to – I think we're capping at 80, right? They actually expanded so we get the back bar, too.
1: Yeah, they were so sweet. We hit our maximum capacity, and me and Lily were talking. I talked to the manager and was like, please. Let us have more people. And he was super excited. So he added some more spots for us. So we can have the more the merrier.
0: The more the merrier. Be sure to RSVP. And if you can't come, be sure to cancel your RSVP. So that can open up spots for other people. It's a completely free event. So it doesn't cost you anything. Just show up. Be ready to have a good time.
1: I think we should trickle into podcasting. Absolutely. Because I have so many questions for you. Okay. I would love to know how you got started, when you started, and what that looked like for you. Was it a scary decision?
0: Okay, so I actually started a podcast. Let's um, flash back to 2019. I was in college. I was living in my sorority house. I had the sorority sister, and the two of us were like, let's start a podcast. It was always something that I would wanted to do, and we were just two friends that always thought that our conversations were the best conversations, and I feel like that's how a lot of you know, pairs of friends start podcasts. We're like, our conversations have to be public. They're so good. And so we started a podcast and it had like a really silly name. And we maybe did like four episodes and then we just kind of scrapped it. Like life got busy, maybe you know, midterms hit and we were like, let's just keep pushing in another week, another week, another week, and we just scrapped it. So when I decided to kind of like uh, get back into podcasting about a year and a half later I kind of knew in a sense of what I was doing because I, I had already done it to some degree. Right. Um, and I wasn't super nervous because I had been in the content creation space for a while. So it was just something that kind of came naturally to me. But if you go back and you listen to the first couple episodes, they're so bad. Really? Okay, they're so, so bad.
1: That's what everybody says about certain podcasts that have made it big time. And I've actually gone back on a few people's and listened to their previous episodes from the beginnings. And they're kind of tragic. (laughs) I haven't listened to yours. I'm sure they're amazing. Don't
0: go back. Don't go back. They're so tragic. And I think it's mostly because I wasn't I wouldn't say the word scared, but you're timid. Right. You know, you have this microphone in front of you and you're like, what do I say? Mm -hmm. I'm about to speak and I don't know what people are gonna want to hear. I don't know what people want me to talk about and then you go to edit it and you're like shit my voice sounds so funny
1: I don't know if you can relate but I'm so sick of my voice so
0: sick of my voice so sick I hate it I I edit the pod I don't know what your editing process is like so I'm excited to kind of like flip the switch maybe like halfway through this episode and talk about your process but I will sit there and edit my voice and I start to fall asleep (laughs) and sometimes I just shut my computer I'm like shut up like I'm so sick of this girl like and my sister is my roommate as well, and she's like, Lily, I cannot stand to hear your voice another second, and I'm like, no, I know, so I'll like put headphones on and edit that way, and I, I'm so with you on that. It is... It's annoying.
1: Oh, 100%. And then I'm one of those people that listens to each episode probably six or seven times because I want to make sure that people are getting what I'm trying to put out there, if that makes sense. So I'll listen to it in the car. I'll listen to it with headphones. I'll listen to it with just the speaker on my computer. I am an actual lunatic.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm glad to hear that you do that because I do the same thing. And And then the day that the episode goes live, I listen to it on my phone and I listen to it on either Spotify or Apple and I listen to it as if I was a listener. I love that. And I try to flip the switch and I'm like, did I mean what I said there? Does this sound good? Was there any audio mishaps? And on the rare occasion that there is, I will definitely go in and fix it, but oftentimes it's um it's okay.
1: Right. 100%. I also feel as if there's a lot of podcast hosts that say that they don't listen to their podcasts, And I don't understand how. Never be me. But I do think that we can be our innermost critic because we're facilitating these conversations. And I think it's really cool that you look at it from the perspective of a consumer and somebody that's listening. Because sometimes if I say something and I listen to it back, I'm so critical and I don't even think about how maybe my listener would interpret it, you know? So I think that's really cool. I'm going to definitely take up that trick because I think that's a really, really good mindset to be in.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like, I always ask myself, you know, would someone either take offense to this or would someone even just hear this the wrong way and not really get what I'm saying. Granted, I I feel like what I talk about is fun. I definitely talked on like mental health, anxiety, stuff like that sometimes, but oftentimes it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have to worry too, too much about people being like offended or anything like that. But I definitely think it's just important to make sure like you're being, you know, analyzing exactly what you're saying and making sure that you're getting your true point across. And sometimes I'll even re-record bits and pieces and like pop in, even if I just like mistold a story or something like that and it doesn't necessarily make sense, I'll just like re-record and like pop it in.
1: Right. I always tell my clients, I have a social media coaching business, I tell them that you have to explain things to listeners or your audience like they're in preschool because the things that you know about and you're an expert in – somebody may not know all the nitty-gritty and details about so you have to really explain yourself in a productive manner so I do the same thing I'll go back and I tell a story as if this person has heard this story before because we're so like internalized with it like we know the story like the back of our hand and I basically have to rearrange and make sure that it's comprehensible for people I would love to know this. You have such amazing engagement and you have such a great audience and you have really loyal listeners. When did that start to happen? When did you start to realize, oh my gosh, this is something that people are really attaching to? And what made that happen for you? Was it marketing or people posting about it or did you just let it happen? I'm really interested to hear what that process was like. Sure.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a timeline, I started in the fall of 2020. And this was when I was going through a health coaching training program. And I was like, I just want to you know, restart a podcast I'm kind of phasing out YouTube. I want a different form of long form content. I had had this audience from YouTube, but surprisingly to me, not surprising now though, it didn't really transfer over. And so starting a podcast or really starting any platform, you can't really expect your audience to transfer. Like, People will have a million followers on TikTok and 100,000 on Instagram. So starting the podcast, I got maybe like 100 listens per episode and then... couple months later it was maybe like a thousand two thousand and it kind of stayed at that thousand two thousand range for probably like a year and a half and February of 2022 I moved to Annapolis from my hometown and I started to just talk about my experience kind of living the young adult life the 20-something life trying to figure out what the heck is going on Um, and so people started to really like that. And I think because I hate to use the word relatable content, but because I was talking about more than just necessarily like health and wellness tips and tricks, I was starting to tell more stories. And I also made it a priority to engage heavily with my listeners. So if you send me a DM, I'm probably going to respond like nine times out of 10, I'll respond. I created a, um, essentially a group chat called Geneva and I have 1,200 listeners in that group chat. And we just like fire away all day long. There's different rooms. You got to get on this. I don't know. I if, love that. Have you ever heard of this? You no, know?
1: that is so cute. I I'll have to show
0: you after we're done recording. But um, it's such a cool place for like your listeners to even interact with each other. So really just prioritizing community engagement um, has been a huge factor in growing the show. So probably summertime of this past year, I really started to see things start to take off and I started to get um, texts from friends that were like links to TikToks. And people were including my show in a TikTok roundup of their favorite podcasts. And then I was scrolling Instagram and I got a notification, the Skinny Confidential tagged you in a post. And it was one of those like roundup TikToks and mine was in it, but it was on the Skinny Confidential, right? I know your jaw's like on the floor. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. So all of a sudden it kind of felt like All my hard work finally started to pay off, and my parents always told me they're entrepreneurial, they've had tons of businesses, and they've always said it takes about three years to start to see things working out for you. I hit my two year anniversary in the fall, and then I'm kind of rolled into year three um, uh, as the new year began. So finally we're in year three, I'm starting to finally see things pay off, and it's been the coolest thing. So I've had some really cool opportunities because of the podcast finally, Um, So I would just say it takes so much time and definitely building that community has to be a huge priority for you. Getting cool guests on the show, but also knowing that your voice as the host is the most powerful voice that you could ever bring on your show.
1: I love how you do mostly solo episodes, correct? I know that you bring guests on from time to time, but I feel as if that really helps your audience connect with you. And I started doing once a month solo episodes, but... I think that's something that I'd like to bring to the table a little bit more because I've had people reach out and ask if I would do more. So, I think I definitely need to just get inspired by that and just let that fuel the rest of my my podcast journey. This episode is brought to
0: you by Athletic Greens. So I just got back from a week-long trip in Vegas, and when I was packing my bags for this trip, I tossed in probably like 20 packs of the AG1 travel packs. Taking my AG1 every day was a habit that I knew I had to bring with me on this trip because it just makes me feel so, so good, Ever since I started taking AG1, I've seen major improvements in my gut health, my mood. I don't hit that afternoon slump as hard. AG1 is probably one of the easiest travel hacks that I can give you because AG1's all-in-one formula makes it really, really easy to take supplements, especially when you're on the go. So just one scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major, major benefits. The single-serving packs, like I said, came in handy throughout the trip, and they just make... It's super easy to toss into my bag so I never have to miss a day I just mix the powder with ice-cold water shake it up and drink it first thing in the morning my sisters also came with me on this trip and I got them hooked on AG one so you definitely need to check it out too if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash 8020. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash
1: 8020. Check it out. So I know that you were on YouTube. You're no longer doing it. But do you feel as if that made you comfortable in front of the camera or talking to the masses? Did that really help facilitate that this new journey for you being a podcast host?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think doing youtube it's definitely i mean doing anything creative it's so uncomfortable at first Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to get used to and okay with being in front of the camera being on a mic um granted transitioning from youtube to podcast it was just kind of weird because you're like just a voice on the open there's no picture you know video to go along with it but yeah i would definitely say like starting on youtube definitely made me more comfortable on the mic Um, And like I said before, like I wasn't like nervous starting the podcast, but it was definitely just a different, a different journey, definitely a learning curve.
1: Right. I think you can be your realist self on a podcast. And that's why I really wanted to start one because social media is so fake. And I know everybody's saying that now, but it really is such a highlight reel. And I have been on Instagram for as long as I can remember whenever It was just the filters and you just throw up a post on there for your friends. But I started thinking about influencing seriously in college. And I think even with that experience, it made me realize that people didn't really know me. And even on TikTok, you can do Day in the Lives and you can make these aesthetic, fun, good get ready with me videos and talk about your life. But I think... For me, starting a podcast was really being able to connect with my community and talk about some deeper and tougher things. So I think it's really cool that you transitioned from YouTube to podcasting because I I really love it.
0: Maybe it's, you know, the lack of the video component or maybe it's just the fact that you can tell more stories. I always say it's like being on the phone with a friend. Yeah. You're not going to judge your friend that is just coming to you with a story or with a piece of advice like It is such a different space than, say, TikTok or Instagram. And I feel like each platform definitely has their their highs and their lows. But I think podcasting is the one that you truly can connect with your audience.
1: So what did the first part of your journey look like with podcasting? Equipment? How did you decide this was something you were going to do? What platforms did you use? How did you put it out there? And what made you say one day, okay, Let's just fucking do it. Okay.
0: So, so the let's just fucking do it, <laughs> came, it came, like I said, fall 2020, 2020, Yeah. And granted, we were all home. It was, you know, life was just kind of slower. And I had had this mic. It was a Yeti blue mic that you plug into the computer. And um, I had had it for a couple years. This is the mic that I used when I started that original podcast in college And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna start it. So I had a little home office at the time. I was living at my parents' house. And this is like, I did online school too. So, like, I just did everything in my little office. (laughs) And I just, you know, shut the door one day, plugged it into my computer. I used Final Cut Pro to edit all my YouTube videos. And I knew that that had a voice recording feature on it. So I just opened up the voice recorder window, pressed play. And I probably took, I swear, like 25 takes just me saying, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the show. Because I didn't know what that would sound like coming out of my mouth. I was like, do I need a special intro? So just kind of like finding the flow was really tough. Yeah, as far as equipment goes, that was kind of it. I got one of those pop filters that you can put in front of the mic. um, Because I realized that like my T's and my P's were very like harsh. So I, and S's too. So I put a pop filter in front of the mic. But as far as equipment goes, that was it. And I would just add it using my AirPods. Like it was super low key. And I think even now I still use that mic um, and I can't wait to get into like your equipment set up here in a second, but sometimes I just record on voice memos and as kind of, I guess, you know, unprofessional as that might sound, technology is so good nowadays that if you want to start a podcast, just open up voice memos and start recording. See if you even like talking to a microphone, see if you even like can stand the sound of your own voice, um, and just kind of like give it, give it, a, give it a go.
1: I did not realize that that's what pop filters were used for. Pop filter, I guess I'm saying. Both P's and F's. But I took mine off the other day to clean them, and now I'm realizing what they're used for, so I'll have to put them back on. Hopefully we're good. Hopefully I'm not, like, too close to them. I was very close, and I just did the P's and and the F's, so hopefully it's not too bad, but I love that you mentioned voice memos. I record a lot of my ad snippets with voice memos, and I don't see a difference. I and I have really, I like, nice equipment.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's talk about your equipment really quick, because your setup is so cool.
1: I love it, and it definitely makes me feel, like, more official. But I
0: feel so official, <laughs> by the way, I'm recording. Right? I've never felt more official recording a podcast. Like, take me from, like you know, start, maybe, maybe start there and just like work your way up, including the set. Cause guys, Veronica has a full set. We were going to do video, but I'm, I just got back from a trip. I'm kind of looking crusty. No, so, you look beautiful. Thank you. Stop. And so you, you literally have a full studio in your bedroom, which is incredible. So give me like, give me everything. I want all the details.
1: Yeah. So whenever I decided to start this, I told myself I wanted to, video and i wanted to be able to post it to my platforms and not be like super embarrassed about it if that makes sense so i just really wanted it to be legit and obviously there's been so many learning curves like i still have no idea what i'm doing half the time and if i did that would be really boring i have this friend who is like a video tech guy and he has a studio out in arlington virginia So I actually was doing some voice acting for him and some YouTube commercials. It's a little side hustle of mine. And I asked him if he knew what equipment I needed for a podcast. So he just immediately said, absolutely. I will order everything for you on my company card. You approve it. We'll get a discount with the card. And... then." Like, obviously you can send me the payment and I'll come up and set it up. So. What a good deal. What a good friend. I had a guardian angel and a little um, fairy godmother, fairy godfather. His name's Rashid. That
0: just goes to show connections and networking is everything. Absolutely. Call call on your people when you don't know what to do.
1: Absolutely. So he came over, set everything up. He was here for my first guest podcast and. Just wanted to make sure that everything was flowing freely. There was still some issues with video that we kind of had to do some diagnostics with. But I figured it out, and he even gave me the idea to have a little like neon light here eventually. So maybe I'll have a little logo. I just ordered some mic flags for these mics. I have Rode mics, so they're standing mics and I'm going to have the little mic flags on them that say martinis and bikinis. So whenever I record video content, you can like see that. And then I have a Tascam soundboard. So it's a really good soundboard because I actually brought it to the venue that we're going to have our live podcast event at and he was fangirling. over it. No way. So, and meanwhile, I have no idea what it is or anything about it. I just know how to turn it on and press record. But You can basically like adjust your mic settings and you put a memory card in there. It records everything. And then we have headphones on too. So whenever you take these off, Lily, it's going to be so funny because it's going to be so normal to hear both me and your voices. It's so quiet in here in this little world. And then you take it off and it's like, oh, it doesn't even sound that good. I know. But yeah, I have some uh, chairs from Furnish and they're super comfy and plush. And I just have a little book candle set up in between us with a little lamp. So just tried to make it girly and cute and fun.
0: Polaroids, I love
1: these. Yeah, my friend Michelle, she was on my podcast, and she came on to talk about being a first-generation immigrant in the U.S. And she brought her Polaroid, and we took some photos, and she actually moved away the next week to Salt Lake City, so she gave them to me. To remember her by. Oh, stop! That is so sweet. I know she's so sweet, but that's a really fun episode. I really liked recording that with her because she's just super creative, and she was like, "You should put it on the table." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Okay.
0: So how how long ago did you start your podcast? Because it was pretty recent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I started in December, and I had started recording in November. I did my first solo episode, and I legit just pressed record. And blabbered on for 30 minutes. I don't even remember what I talked about. But I got really great feedback, which was really awesome to hear. But I was scared shitless because it really is exposing yourself in such a different way, on such a different platform, and such a different medium. So I was a little nervous about how people would interpret it. But I think every scary decision behind it is a lot of ambition and motivation to do it really, really well. So I think that's what really kept me going. But I ended up doing a guest episode in New York. I rented out a studio and it was my two childhood best friends. So that definitely took some of the pressure off. And we just talked about friendship and all of our stupid childhood memories. And we actually got some listeners or future listeners to submit some stories about embarrassing childhood memories and it was just such a fun episode to record for my first guest episode recording and I ended up launching it in December and I've just been really consistent. I think consistency is key and I remember watching YouTube videos about starting your own podcast and the mindset you need to be in and blah, blah, blah. So there was this one guy, I don't remember his name, but he said there's a honeymoon staged podcasting and it's gonna last for like two to three months. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love the whole process. It's gonna be just rainbows, butterflies, just the whole mix. And then you're gonna come to a point where you feel a little burnout. His advice was basically to keep going, like be consistent, don't stop. And I took that with everything in me Whenever I started, that I was going to be posting episodes every Thursday at 8 a.m. on the dot. Creating a consistency game plan and holding yourself accountable is so big with this. And even as somebody that's just starting out, I think I've learned that that does happen. But I'm still so obsessed with the space and I love it. And I'm still feeling so creatively energized by it. But all the back end stuff definitely wipes you out a little bit. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's such a good way to put it, though, the honeymoon stage. I cannot tell you how many breaks I took initially. I would post on, maybe it was Mondays, and then I would be like, okay, maybe I'll post on Thursday. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do two episodes a week. Never mind, I'm just going to do one. Let me take a three-month break. But the minute that I decided, no, I want to be consistent with this, it's just going to be every Thursday. Similar to you, I picked a time. And that's when I really started to see things grow.
1: I really am so grateful for people like you and other podcast hosts that really motivate other people to start their own too because even though it is a really saturated space, there's enough room for everybody at the table. And I think it's really fun to just be your innermost self and express that with your community wherever they are. And hopefully, you know, they receive it well and want to follow along
0: there's this quote I love and it's no one is you and that's your power yeah the podcast space is saturated but no one has your unique perspective no one has your stories no one has your voice so if you can bring those unique pieces to the table along with a cool name a creative concept for a podcast cool segment ideas maybe you have a cool network or maybe it's just solo episodes like I do most of the time. If you can bring these unique puzzle pieces and fit them together, you can totally make it work and you can definitely make something that people are going to be attracted to and that
1: no one's ever done before. How'd you come up with the name of your podcast?
0: So 8020 came from a conversation that I had with a fitness instructor and I was telling her that I was um, in a health coaching training program and that I wanted to do a couple of like different fitness related things. And we just had a nice little conversation about that. And then as I was walking away, I was headed out into the parking lot to, to get in my car. And she said, oh, and Lily, by the way, like, it really is 80-20. And I'd always heard about the 80-20 rule in fitness. You know, it's 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. But that can, you know, kind of be applied to any area of your life. And so I was like, 80-20, I really like that. So I kind of tucked that in my back pocket. And I... That was probably I don't know a year before I started the podcast And so I was coming up with this list of names and they were all so stupid I came up with such stupid ones. I couldn't even tell you what they were now But Lexi my sister she was like lily These are so stupid and I was stuck on this one and I don't even remember what it was But I remember what I wanted the cover to look like And the whole thing was just stupid. And she was like you need something catchy You need it to be different and fun and so I was like, okay, well, you know, how about 80-20? And she was like, no, that kind of has, like, a cool ring to it. It just kind of stuck. And then now, like, I think my, my Instagram bio right now is going 80 and a 20.
1: I love that. And so I always have, giggle whenever I see that.
0: <laughs> and so it's just, like, a little, like, lily sarcasm. But, but yeah, I have friends now, and they're like, oh, look, are you feeling 20 today? Or are you feeling 80 today? Or, you know, are you are you spending more time in the 20? And it's just kind of more of, like, a... I don't know, like a fun, I don't want to say like they're making fun of me, but it's just like a fun little thing that they're saying, like in support. And so I, I think it's super fun. I'm excited to make merch.
1: I was wondering if you had merch because I feel like your brand is so merchable and your podcast name is so merchable. It's merchable a word?
0: <laughs> merchable. No. <I laughs> We're making we should, it a word. We should make it a word.
1: Okay. So how did you come up with your podcast name? Yeah. So I actually do food reviews in DC. So I go to different restaurants and I basically tell my audience about my experience. I do day in the lives where I do a lot of fun things in the city. So I started putting that on TikTok. And at first, I didn't really even know how to work TikTok. I feel as if I'm way too old for TikTok or I was at the time. Now I don't feel that way. But I'm 26 now. So whenever it came out, I didn't understand what was happening because I'm in between Millennial and Gen Z, so I am in this really weird space. (laughs) But I went to Oku in Union Market and I'd been sending my family and friends back home just pictures, videos, things that I was doing in the city because a lot of people don't really get out of Louisiana. They stay there and that's lovely, but I went to a new place, big city, and they were all really intrigued with what I was doing. So I was trying to find a way to just make it on a platform to where they could all see it. So I just put an Oku review of this sushi restaurant here. It's called Oku. And I said that like five times, but (laughs) this sushi restaurant here. And I just shared my experience, what I ordered. And I woke up the next morning and it had like 150,000 views. So
0: was that your first TikTok? That was my first TikTok. Oh, my. So what um, What year was that? Was that when TikTok was kind of fresh?
1: Yeah. So that was 2020, I believe. So I started it then and I just kind of let that fuel just the rest of my videos. I just started sharing where I was going and what I was doing and where I was going to happy hour. Then I started sharing where I get my dirty martinis from. So I'm a big dirty martini fan. Blue cheese stuff, stuffed olives. I'm so weird about it. but. I actually created an Instagram account that hasn't really taken off. We haven't really posted on it, but it's me and my friend, and it's called the DC Dirties, where we go around and rank the best dirty martinis in the city.
0: I'm going to follow you right now, the DC. I know. We actually
1: need to post on there. We've been bad about it, but... Can I tell
0: you a secret? Yeah. I've never had a dirty martini.
1: <gasps> Ever? Never. Oh, my gosh. I should have made one for you. <laughs> Wait,
0: that would have been so fun. Okay. 10:30. 10.30. We'll do- <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Um, Good
1: morning, Lily. Okay. I'm
0: going to follow you right now. Welcome
1: to Martinis and Bikinis. All right.
0: Well, then... We're we're going to go out, we're going to do a post-show after all of our tequila at our at our event. We're going to do a post-show and we're going to go get a dirty martini.
1: We're going to wake up feeling awful. Yeah, literally. But yes, we definitely That's should do it, that. Right? But let's, yeah, let's definitely do that. So I always post about dirty martinis and I also have a swimmer line. So I wanted to find a way to blend all the different things that I was doing together. I'm one of those weirdos that everything has to make sense in my brain. So with all the different brands that I have, I was thinking, how do I blend all of these things together that I'm doing and make it more me? So I had always wanted to start a podcast, but I think I was scared to actually go through with it. And because I had so many things on my plate, I wanted to make sure that it was something that I could actually keep up with. So I was at Bluestone Lane, randomly working on some stuff. And I swear, this just popped into my head I was thinking what rhymes with bikini <laughs> <laughs> and immediately I went to I felt like this was a post Malone experience you know how he came up with his name No. so he went to like a rap name generator on the internet and Stop, it really? came up with post Malone <laughs> that's hilarious so I went to things that rhyme <laughs> with bikini and it was like dictionary.com or something. And it said martini How perfect. was a similar rhyming word. And I said, oh my God, that's perfect. So that day I started sending it to everyone I know and they all were just really happy about it. So I started making graphics and talking to my friend that's in graphic design to help me with things. And I told my assistant about it. And I just... Whenever I have an idea and I have that gut feeling that it's going to be really great, I just start telling people about it so that I can't back down. I have that accountability. I just literally start telling everyone about it so that I can't convince myself to not do something. That was a long story.
0: And <laughs> well, other than too, what's cool about your name is it's super personal. Like it's literally two things that you love and that you do. And I feel like there are so many, you're very entrepreneurial. So there's so many different like facets to what you do. And so it's just cool to kind of like wrap two of them together. And then you have the podcast and the creative side and you're, I mean, you just do a lot. And so it's like cool to just like bundle that. Oh my
1: gosh. Thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah. But.
0: And your name's also really merchable. Let's do a merch collab. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I would love that. If
0: we were really ahead of the game, I think it's too late now, but we could have done like t-shirts for the event.
1: Oh, my gosh. We should look into that. We
0: should. It would probably be like a lot to like rush order like a customing situation, but we should
1: do. It would be so expensive.
0: This definitely won't be the last
1: of No, no. We should have more. We should. Because I like what you said last week. We were chit-chatting about it, and there's a lot of big production companies with the podcasting world that have live events, but what is so cool about what we're doing is we have full control over everything. So it's going to be a really fun event because this is something that I would want to go to. And I don't know if you feel that way, but, Oh
0: my gosh, I would never want to be a part of something that I wouldn't go to myself. And so just the way, I mean, literally guys, Veronica and I were on the phone. She's like, oh, by the way, this person's going to do this and this is going to happen. This person's going to come in and then she's texting me the next day. So-and-so wants to do this. And I'm like, okay, great. Perfect. I love it. And so just it it all really kind of fell together so beautifully. And I'm I'm so excited for it.
1: Me too. I'm so pumped just to talk about dating in general because... I think here, specifically in this area, in the DMV, people really struggle with dating, whether it's their own mindset towards it or meeting people or just dating practices in general. So I think it's going to be a really good kumbaya moment for all of us to chit-chat and just resonate with each other and relate.
0: I agree. And even if you are in a relationship be there
1: we have so many people in relationships coming people that are full-on married and pregnant
0: (laughs) perfect refresh your dating life I mean goodness gracious sure I mean like it's it's definitely an event for everybody and even if you just want to come for a good laugh like I know that we're going to share a few so definitely just be there and be ready to have a good time
1: absolutely and I think if anything you will meet some really cool people because I know that your listeners are so amazing. And I think that the girls in D.C. that are coming, whether I post about it on Instagram or TikTok or wherever, or they listen to the podcast, hopefully, <laughs> they're really amazing. And it's going to be cool to see everybody interact from all of like the different places that they found it through. So
0: Yeah, I agree. And we're going to do a little meet and greet after yeah but, very cool so yeah, yeah. I gonna, like shake our hand or give us a hug shake us a, our hand. A I don't know just, chest bump <laughs> fist bump <laughs> like <laughs> high five whatever whatever you're interested in um but yeah I think it'll be it'll just be really cool to meet everybody that's the other thing too like meeting podcast listeners in person is always the coolest thing because you feel like you know like, I don't know. I feel like we have this connection. It's like, you know, a little bit about me. All it takes is a couple questions for me to know a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. I met this girl in Nashville and she had actually messaged me, Hey, I'm at this, or she's like, I'm going to be at this club tonight. And I didn't see her DM, but I actually turned around at a bar and there she was. And she was like, Oh my gosh, you're Lily. She's like, ignore my DM. Like, I, you know, I'm here now. Like, do you want to come to this club? And I'm like, sure. So we just hung out for the night and it was the coolest thing. And it's like, she already knew that we would get along. And because she, I knew that she listened to the show. I knew that we would get along. So it's this like cool experience. So meeting podcast listeners is like one of my favorites.
1: That is so cool. So where are most of your listeners based? Are there a lot in Annapolis? Do you run into them ever when you're out and about?
0: So Annapolis, I would definitely say there's a few, but most of them are, I don't know. It's kind of like from, from all over the US. I love that. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like, I mean, I look at my stats sometimes and it's only like 54% US and then the wow. rest is like around the world. So, really, only half my listener base is in the States. And th- yeah, that in and of itself is crazy. Um, granted, I know I def- definitely have some DC listeners, some Annapolis listeners. Um, I've only been in a few instances. Like, I was in the grocery store one time in Annapolis and someone said that they listen to the podcast, but most of the time it's been just random and they're, like, oh, I was in DC for, um, an event with my old company the other day and, uh, a girl walking by the event was like, I just saw you post this on your Instagram story. This is so weird, but I'm from Wisconsin. I'm here in business and I'm just going for a walk to pick up my lunch, but I saw this on your story. So I figured that you'd be here. And she was like, I didn't realize that I'd be walking past. Like she's from Wisconsin. She's got no clue. Right. Geographically what's going on. And she was like, Great to meet you. It's like <laughs> you too. This is fantastic. So just crazy stuff like that. It's um the world is so much smaller than you think it is. One hundred
1: percent. Yeah. And 100%. so just like, you know, it's, like the coolest
0: things.
1: You have a friend everywhere. I actually got approached on the metro the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was actually so cool. Her name is Robin and she's my neighbor. No way. Yes, we found out that we were neighbors. And it was so funny because we got off the metro at the metro stop near my house. And it's like the one metro stop within a large area. So it was really weird that she actually like lives on my street. But she was talking to me and we were chit-chatting. And as I was getting off the escalator, I said, oh, well, we should just... Walk back together. You want to walk? And she was so funny. Her husband had picked her up from the metro stop, which is maybe like a five, ten minute walk. She was like, this is so embarrassing, but I feel really lazy and my husband's actually here to pick me No. Up. And I was cracking up. I was, oh my gosh. But she was amazing. I think it's really cool to meet people that are like-minded and just silly and funny and people that you would hang out in real life, well, hang out with in real life, but- I think that's super cool that you have a community like spaced out like all over because like I said, you will always have a friend wherever you go, wherever you end
0: up. So do you think your listener base or I guess your following base, I know that you do a lot on TikTok too, are they kind of spaced out around the US or are they more DC?
1: It's definitely more DC and I was in LA for an entire month last month and I honestly felt like such a loser. (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't realize that I felt like that until I was talking to my friend Jocelyn she was actually my first guest episode that was published she's a soul cycle instructor here I was talking about my time in LA it was amazing I have the best friends there and I did all of the most incredible wellness things and ate the best food but I was also living alone for the first time for that long and I was talking to her about it and said there was just something with me and maybe my brands that felt off. And I don't know what that was necessarily. Maybe I wasn't feeling like super validated there, which is my own shortcomings. But I feel like
0: that's kind of LA. That's kind of LA.
1: Right. So she goes, Well, I always feel like a loser when I go to LA. <laughs> I said, Wait, I think that's how I felt. So I love LA and I, I, didn't feel like a loser, but I think whenever I'm in DC, I do have such a great community here. And whenever you go to a new place, it's, you it's a building process. You have to rebuild your communities. And I think geographically having a spaced out community is like super cool in that respect, because I don't know, I think for me, I absolutely love, love, love my DC audience and the people that keep up with me and talk to me and see me in person and come say things that are really, really sweet and endearing. And I think whenever I went somewhere else where I wasn't getting that, it was like really strange for me for a second because I, yeah, I just felt like I was a little small fish in a big pond. And I think that's really important for growth too. I have a friend named Eric and he said, Veronica you can be a big fish in a small pond but what happens when you make that tank bigger and I truly feel like I learned so much about myself being out there completely solo and I wouldn't change it for the world it was awesome but that was again a long story
0: (laughs) so do you think um, do you do solo travel a lot
1: so I do I have a big network of friends that have kind of spaced out all over the U.S. I went to LSU in Louisiana and then everybody kind of just dispersed and went all over the place or they stayed in Louisiana. So whenever I go places, I do go by myself whenever I'm traveling within the country, but I always run into people I know or try and meet up with them and, you know, I'm not so solo anymore, but I really want to do a solo international vacation. I have a friend, Erin, that does it all the time and she actually prefers traveling by herself
0: interesting okay see I was asking because I'm definitely in like a a transitional period we'll say and so I'm definitely looking into more like solo travel and so I don't know where I'm gonna go I don't know when I'm gonna go but I think it's so like you said there's so much growth that happened in that month that you were in LA because you were alone you felt out of place they say like growth happens outside the comfort zone that's debatable but like you just learn so much about yourself when you're not in your usual day-to-day routine, and so an international solo trip would be
1: sick. I think you should do it. Yeah. She Where should I go? She goes to Costa Rica a lot. She goes to Mexico, like different places in Mexico a lot. I feel as if the Caribbean is a really fun place to go. Yeah. And I don't know, me and my friend Danny, um It was just us too. Usually whenever I've traveled in the past internationally, I've gone with a bunch of people or at least like two other people. But it was just us. And we went to Paris and London last year. And we had the time of our lives. I felt really safe there, actually. And I know people say that Paris is a little unsafe in some areas. But I felt great the entire time. I think as long as you know where you're going and you have locals kind of guiding you in the right direction, you're good to go. But You should definitely do some solo travel. I should definitely do some solo travel too.
0: Okay, we should do, well, not we, because we need to go separate.
1: (laughs) We should do the same trip separately. We should
0: do the same trip separately, but at the same time, yeah? Yeah. But yeah, I definitely like a little soul searching uh, adventure. I'm
1: actually going on one at the end of the month with my high school best friend. And we're going to Savannah in Arizona. Okay. So it's really cool. I actually have my assistant's wedding at the end of the month. So she's based in Arizona and she does a lot of things virtually for me and works remote. But after her wedding, I'm going to stay Saturday through Tuesday at Savannah and I'm going to give them my phone for three days.
0: Is that that like meditation? Like,
1: so that's Canyon ranch, but I'm, I don't even think they do this, but I'm just giving the front desk, my phone. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Because I found this place, and it's the perfect retreat, it seems like. So you get three – or you get a daily spa service. You get access to all the activities. They have hiking. They have sound meditations. They have journaling. It's all included. It's all included, and it's definitely a more affordable wellness retreat, in my opinion, compared to, like, Canyon Ranch, which is, like – if you're ready to drop like ten thousand right. dollars, but I do not have that. <laughs> so, um, yes, but yeah. yeah, but I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, no, please in my do. my experience, big part of how I got into content creation too is actually going on a wellness retreat. Really? So I went to this retreat called Camp Conscious, and Taylor Burke hosted it, and really? it was in Punta Mita, Mexico. She actually had an Instagram called mm-hmm. The Conscious Carb for a bit. She actually now has a business called My Girl Wellness where it's like probiotics. She just came out with a new product the other day. She had a bunch of influencers come to this retreat and then she had it the next year and she opened it up to the public. So you had to apply and you kind of had to give your reasoning as to why you wanted to go. So it was me and like half people that she had opened it up to the public for and then half influencers. So these were a lot of like health and wellness influencers. So. I went twice, actually. But they're super entrepreneurial girls. Like, Sammy Clark was there. Um, She has the app form. And Aubrey Winter, she does dance cardio. Like, Megan Roop was there the second time from Sculpt Society. Lindsay Harrod. Like, all these incredible women that I look up to. And basically... They had these journaling sessions where you talk about like what you want your life to look like. And they have these panels where they talk about how they started their own businesses, how they got into content creation. And I really feel like that fueled me into the whole space at like 110% because I've been like playing around with it. I've been toying. I've been like posting solo shots, whatever. But then whenever I went there, I feel like I was so creatively energized and being around people that really inspired me and motivated me made that really come to play so yeah i love all wellness retreats they're amazing you should go on one
0: okay all right i need to go on one yes ASAP.
1: i'm so excited for our event yeah, super pumped and i think it's gonna be so fun yeah. and if you haven't signed up yet the eventbrite link is gonna be in my bio it's in your bio yep. correct yep. and we only have a few spots left so
0: so snaggers while you, you can. gotta be quick yeah and we can't wait to see you there
1: i'm so excited <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs>